Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, mission accomplished for everybody. The Jazz won game two. They knew they they really needed to. They needed to get the series to 1-1. They did it. The Grizzlies, I can say they got out of here with a game. They got home court advantage. But I think just as importantly, not only did they win game one, but the way they battled and fought back in game two, they put a little fear in the Jazz. There's got to be a little respect there. The Grizzlies were down 20 at the half. They were in serious foul trouble. Dylan Brooks, Jonas Alonsuenis both gone to the bench in foul trouble. Other guys had some foul issues. Came out in the third quarter, and Brooks got his fourth really fast, and they left him in anyway. And the Grizzlies scored on their first 15 possessions of the third quarter. They went for 29 points, I think, in six and a half minutes. And uh, you'll hear Mike Conley reference that coming up. He's not happy. There's nobody. Nobody thought that was okay. Uh, and the Jazz gave up 43 in the quarter. But they came back with a dominant fourth quarter of their own. thought Rudy Gobert really set a tone, uh, not only with his dunks offensively, but the way he defended and protected the rim defensively and went after shots, blocking some, changing others. Uh, the Jazz got that lead back to 10, and they ended up winning by 12. But what a game. John Morant goes for 47. Holy cow. Jess shot the three really well. We'll get into that later in the hour as well. Uh, Donovan Mitchell gave him a huge spark right from the get-go. Did, uh, I think, freak a few people out by appearing to tweak that answer uh, ankle. Looked like, um, although they had no answer for him, uh, you know, his health always a question. He went down. It took a while to get up. And then he tried to pop up like everything was okay and walk it off. But there was a little hitch in his giddy-up. And there's a timeout. And Quinn Snyder is right in his ear talking to him, and he did leave and go into the tunnel and go to the locker room, but he came back and played later in the game, so he's got three days to get ready for Game 3 Saturday. I think the Grizzlies have a lot of confidence here. I think they're a dangerous team. I still believe what I said early. Grizzlies are good, Jazz are better, and the Jazz should win this series. But the more confidence you give an underdog, and the longer you let them hang around, the harder it is to deal with them. So They've had the lead in the series once. Don't give it to them again in Game 3. Go get game three. Don't give the Grizzlies anything. They're going to take plenty on their own because they're good. So we'll get into more of this as the morning progresses. We've got to take a break. We're going to hear from the Grizzlies and the Jazz coming up. Coming up next, John Morant, who went for 47. We'll hear from him. We'll hear from the Grizzlies coach as well. And we've got Jazz Post on the way with Mike Conley, uh, Quinn Snyder, and some other Jazz players as well. That's all coming up. Stay with us. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Good morning. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So, Coach of the Year goes to the team that goes to the coach usually whose team overperforms the most. And the Jazz certainly exceeded expectations going from a pretty consistent five or six seed to the number one seed. Obviously, Phoenix went all the way from not in the playoffs for a decade to the two seed. So, and then you got uh, Atlanta, right? They have their coaching change in Nate McMillan. They go 27 and 11, and they're 1 1 with the Knicks after losing in the Garden. Knicks with a big third quarter. Um, 
But, you know, on the list, and you got to go down a little ways, but still on the list of coaches done a good job. Taylor Jenkins, young coach. Uh, yes, San Antonio ties as well, has ties to Quinn Snyder, has ties to the Spurs organization, and he's doing a good job in Memphis. Got him into the playoffs and got a game in Utah and <laughs> came, came shockingly close to getting two. Got that 20-point lead down to two, but couldn't handle it in the fourth quarter. Maybe the playoff inexperience showing up. Uh, maybe the foul trouble in the first half. You know, you have a big run in the third quarter. And then can you do it again in the fourth? But here's Taylor Jenkins after the game. His Grizzlies going home tied 1-1 with the Jazz. Hey, Coach, uh, when you look at this game for the Jazz, now that you've got, they've gotten Donovan Mitchell back, what would you say um, the Jazz kind of gave you guys the most difficulty with as a whole? And what can you say about the just the fight coming out of that half and that third quarter run that you guys went on? I think the Jazz played an amazing game tonight. I mean, they were clicking on all cylinders, 19 threes, 54%. I mean, we shot 54% too. So uh, they got off and running early. Uh, really proud of our group in that third quarter to bounce back, cut the lead to, you know, one possession game. Uh, then the Jazz, you know, just, you know, some 50-50 balls, second chance points in that fourth quarter you can't have, um, you know, down the stretch in a close ball game. But, you know, obviously he adds a lot to their team. You know, their entire team played great. A lot of guys played well for them. Uh, long series, we're going to bounce back. And, and the fact that we can compete with these guys, and beating these guys is a great takeaway from these two games out here. Drew Hill. Taylor, uh, I'm sure Ja will say that he doesn't care because it comes in a loss, but he becomes the franchise's all-time or or single-game record holder for points tonight um, and in the playoffs both. What what does that mean? Um, It's obviously an amazing feat. Um, in his early career, but I'll echo he'll he'll talk about he can't wait to go come back and get a win. Um, that's his focus. Uh, it's all driven to win. Uh, but amazing franchise record. You know, I think there's NBA stats about you know what he's done in two playoff games and you know the age he's at and all that. Um, but he's motivated by winning. So uh, a lot of things that you know he's going to learn from uh, the things he did well and what we can do as a team to get better. So I know he's motivated by that. But honestly, heck of a game. Evan Barnes. Yeah, they're kind of going off of that. We've, we've seen Ja have these kind of games, but just coming out of the halftime, was there anything said or just kind of sense from him that he recognized that he had to do a little bit more just because of the foul trouble you guys were in? I think all of our guys recognized it. You know, it wasn't just him. It was a flurry of, you know, that starting unit to come out there and make a huge run and cut into the Jazz lead. We're down 20 at halftime. We talked about staying the course. They played great. There's 24 more minutes left. Let's go out there and find ways to get more stops. And, you know, we, we watched some clips about how getting better defensively and offensively. And our guys, as they've done all season long, you know, uh, resiliency and rebounding in that third quarter uh, played a whole lot better. 43 points to 29. Big run. Thing ended up being a six-point lead going to the fourth quarter. Uh, that starting group really set a tone in that third quarter. Specifically, though, with Ja, like what, when he goes on these runs, you've seen it. With, obviously, we've seen it with DB. But for tonight, when he went on that run, what did that specifically do for you guys? You know, confidence-wise, as he kept going a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it set a tone for us. Um, you know, he, he's an engine for us offensively. Uh, when he's in attack mode, you know, he was diamond up his teammates, uh, you know, help fuel the run. So, I mean, it's huge for us. Any given night, one of our guys can go on one of these runs. Uh, first game was DB. Tonight was Ja. Uh, but it sets a tone, just kind of just, uh, you know, sends energy throughout the entire roster, uh, whether you're on the floor on the off, or off. And it, it was just, a, as again, a tone setter for us. Kerry Davis. Hey, Coach, uh, defensively, you know, plays all about adjustments. What defensively defensively, you need to do to make adjustments for the game three? Uh, we'll watch the film and we'll figure it out for game three. Keith Parrish. 
Hey, Taylor, I'm curious about your approach to the foul trouble. Uh, Dylan and Jonas limited in the first half, and the team got outscored pretty badly without them out there. And what is your thought about leaving them on in the first half, you know, and maybe risking further foul trouble against the idea of taking them off and saving them for the second half? Yeah, those guys are super important to us early in the game. You've got to be smart about managing a full 48 minutes. And, um, you know, so those are difficult decisions. Obviously, played them a little bit longer in that second half because uh, they were rolling. Um, there's gambles you take. So early in the game, want to be smart. Um, so definitely tough decisions. But, you know, those guys will be great moving forward. Joe Molinax. Coach, kind of to piggyback off of that question, in response to the foul trouble, uh, especially there in the first half, you did some four-guard lineups, sometimes where Desmond Bain was technically the four next to Jaron Jackson Jr. When you have two players like Jonas and Dylan that are both in, in the same kind of situation, are, are how much of that is just trying to see what sticks, obviously going to guards that have helped you throughout the season? Is it experimentation? Is it stuff you've worked in practice when you're in those spots? How do you approach when you're in that situation as a coach? Yeah, there was a little planning before the game. Didn't foresee those two guys being out. And obviously, as you mentioned, those guys have helped us all season long. And uh, just trying to get a feel early in the series of, you know, best combinations and best strategies for us, you know, with our lineups big, small, um, you know, thrusted us in that position. And, you know, we'll, we'll learn and watch the film and see what worked for us. And, um, you know, are those lineups that we want to use moving forward? Adam Tyke. Hey, Coach, Utah seemed to be going to the pick and roll pretty frequently in that fourth quarter. Was there anything they sort of changed up in their pick and roll attack from game one? And just how important is it for the team to cut off that weapon of their offense in the next couple of games? Uh, I mean, you're not going to stop them from running pick and roll. They're the number two team in the league in pick and rolls. That's what they've done all season long, especially in the fourth quarter. And uh, they just made, you know, uh, better plays in the fourth quarter, you know, moving the ball and uh, the roll attack. You know, Rudy was great in their pick and roll game. And, you know, the decisions they made, they were better tonight. So uh, it'll be great to go back, watch the film, see how for 48 minutes we can be better against, you know, the highest pick and roll team in the league. Sean Coleman. Coach, tonight, in addition to Jaws' performance, Dylan, again, with another very efficient shooting night, 24 points. Do you feel the growth in both of their offensive games? A big part of that is them feeding off each other. They've both grown individually, so playing together has also allowed for them to grow into a very, very potent offensive duo. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, you know, over the last two years developed some really good chemistry in, in these big moments, you know, in these two games. Uh, it's great to see, you know, them playing off of each other and, you know, each other identifying who's got the hot hand, who to go to. But uh, those guys have grown up a lot, you know, over the last couple of years. And, and these are really great growth opportunities for these young guys. And I'm uh, just really proud of what they've done in two games. And uh, I know they're going to be motivated to do more moving forward. Josh Newman. Taylor, is there anything to be said for, you know, your group being young and, and maybe a bit naive, you know, going into a playoff series and maybe there's no room to be nervous when you're when you're that young? Uh, our guys are energized every single day. Uh, they love to compete. Um, they knew this was going to be a tough game to win. Um, you know, Jazz came out and played great early, but you just see the resiliency of our group. So I think our guys as a whole have all season long proven that uh, they're able to bounce back throughout a game, you know, from game to game. Uh, these are moments that are going to test us, but uh, I'm proud of the competitiveness and the fight that they had and just came up short tonight and didn't do enough, especially uh, late in that game. And uh, we'll learn from it and get better for game three. Final question, Corey Harrison. Hey, Coach, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing great. So despite the loss, what are some things you learned about your team tonight? And like, what are the areas of opportunities that you can build on moving forward for the next game? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a broken record. Uh, 
they love to compete. They can compete with anyone. Um, you know, some nights uh, it's not going to go your way, but our guys, uh, you know, they stay the course for 48 minutes and uh, I love the togetherness and the spirit. You know, Jazz played great tonight. There was a lot of runs, um, big momentum plays. Uh, there was great calm, great poise uh, for our guys and timeouts on the floor. Um, you know, those are huge growth moments. Um, we've done it all season long, but to see that in these two games is, is uh, very rewarding. Um, and, and it's something I know that I keep pushing these guys to recognize and understand, you know, what we've done all season long and how we've got to keep raising our level, especially in these intense and, and emotional moments. So a lot of great stuff. Uh, but my biggest takeaway is these guys love to compete. They can compete. And, uh, you know, we, we can beat this team. We've done it. And uh, we can compete with them. So we're going to learn and grow and keep giving our best effort moving forward. All right. There is the Grizzlies head coach, Taylor Jenkins. Now time to hear from the guy who sparked him, John Morant. 47 points. Here's Ja after the game. Hey, Ja. Um, 47 points for you tonight. And, you know, to set a franchise playoff record and then also some NBA records tonight, um, is that something that you're even thinking about, especially just getting not getting the result that you even want? No, nah, not at all. I mean, it's an honor, you know, to be able to do that. You know, I'm, you know, I'm best blessed to be able to, you know, uh, be in a position that I'm in, uh, you know, be able to play the game at the highest level. But um, that's not on my mind at all. Uh, we lost. So obviously, it wasn't enough. So, Evan Barnes. John, what kind of went through your mind in the third quarter? Obviously, you guys down 20, the fouls have come up in the third, in the first half. What Did something kind of go off in your mind to just say, hey, I have to take, a, take it up another notch in that quarter? Um, you know, I just got to be aggressive at all times, you know. Um, I kind of, you know, just put that pressure on myself to, you know, uh, get us back in the game. And, you know, I was able to get to my spots on the floor and, you know, uh, and you make shots. Drew Hill. John, I know you're obviously disappointed uh, you didn't get game two, but you are, st- are going back 1-1 still, and you're going to get to play in front of the Memphis crowd. Do you feel, uh, I-, I guess, somewhat satisfied with the way that it's gone so far that, that you know, you're going back and you flipped home court? Uh, of course, you know, home court advantage, you know, with our crowd. Uh, like I said, you know, after game one, we get, you know, return the favor of, you know, what they crowd been doing to us. So, uh, you know, we're excited. Uh, 1-1. Uh, uh, you know, mindset right now is to go, you know, back home, defend home court and take game three. Tim? John, it looked like after Gobert got you uh, blocking your shot in the first half, you said something along the lines of, like, I'll be back. How much do you enjoy the challenge of attacking a guy like him? I'm not afraid. I mean, that's his job, to protect the rim. Uh, my job when you know I'm attacking the rim is to go finish. So, obviously, he got a good block. But as you've seen throughout the game, you know, I was right back inside the paint. Clayton. John, just going back to being home for these next two games, just, you know, the most recent frame of reference, that Spurs game, how did that help you guys lift and, and you know, having that, that larger capacity, you know, what kind of advantage do you think that's going to bring for you guys in these next two games? Um, obviously, you know, that Spurs game, you know, our fans gave us a lot of energy, uh, which we fed off and was able to come out with a win. And, you know, now being able to have even, you know, more fans in the arena, uh, we expect you to, you know, be even louder and, you know, a lot of more energy. In there. So, 
Um, we just got to go, you know, continue to just try to handle business, lock into our game plan, play our basketball, and uh, try to go out and, you know, win, you know, uh, for our home fans and, you know, just feed off their energy. Josh Robbins. I'm curious, what do you feel like is the area or the areas where your team needs to improve the most heading into game three? Uh, we just wasn't able to, you know, play physical like we were, you know, the first game. So, um, obviously, that changed a lot. We had a lot of guys in foul trouble, and you know, which led them to, you know, shooting free throws, which led to us, you know, uh, you know, trying to lighten up on defense, and, you know, they just took advantage of it. Final question, Joe Molnax. Jai, you had an opportunity to play alongside Dylan Brooks, of course, once again tonight. Dylan has been some of playing some of his most efficient offensive basketball of late. Uh, when he is going the way that he is, especially in terms of his efficiency, 23 points on 14 shots, only took two threes. So he was really aggressive getting to the basket, getting his looks there. Uh, how much does that help you? to get your game going as well. Uh, obviously, you had a tremendous game, but Dylan was a solid running partner with you tonight. Um, you know, when he's going, uh, you know, we're a very tough team. So, you know, we just got to continue to find ways to uh, get him in, involved and, you know, find uh, good play calls that works for him uh, against his team and, you know, just let him, you know, be himself. Uh, when he's going, obviously, it opens up a lot on the floor uh, for us and, you know, that's when I take advantage. There's Grizzly star John Morant going for 47 points. When we come back, the best of the Jazz post game. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz win Game 2. They are 1-1 now with the Grizzlies. Game 3 Saturday night in Memphis. And it is time right now to get the best of the Jazz postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz even their series at one game apiece with the Memphis Grizzlies. They beat the Grizz last night 141-129 to in a shootout. The Jazz were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had 25 points in his return on 8 of 19 shooting, 5 of 10 from 3. Mike Conley had 20 points and 15 assists. Rudy Gobert, 21 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists and 4 block shots for the Grizzlies. John Morant continues to be a problem. The Jazz are going to have to figure out a better way to defend him. 47 points for uh, John Morant on 15 of 26 shooting. Went to the foul line 20 times too and made 15 of those. In fact, a lot of fouls called uh, last night uh, as this continues to be a very physical series. Let's get some post-game sound. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. We'll jump in with Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. When you guys had a lot of success in the pick and roll tonight, especially with that Conley Gobert matchup, what was what was leading to maybe more success in that play than you had in game one? Well, for one, Mike wasn't in foul trouble. Um, you know, we the first three possessions in the third quarter, you know, he was out, and um, you know, I think you know, Mike. Mike, the other thing is, you know, our, I think our team is is 
kind of getting reconnected in, in some ways. Um, you know, we, we really wanted to try to space the floor. Um, so I, I thought our spacing was better and that, that allowed Mag to have more room. And I also thought we were able to, to read coverage is better and find, um, you know, find, find the right read, whether it was a kick out or a lob or, or Mike finishing, it felt like there was a lot of variety, you know, in those situations. And, you know, that those guys have been doing that, you know, this year and, you know, they, they, they play well together and, you know, it, it was good to see because it was something that obviously, um, we, we needed, um, especially the way Memphis was shooting the ball and playing offense. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, uh, first off, congrats on a great team win and um, so good to see Donovan back. What, what impressed you most about his performance tonight? Well, anytime, you know, you've been out for a significant period of time, um, I think there's a tendency to try to really put a stamp, you know, on the game. And I, I thought he really let the game come to him. Um, he was patient. You know, he got a few catch and shoot threes early where he, you know, got good looks, got off the ball and, and kind of made a simple play. And then I think as the game went on, you know, you saw him attacking the basket more, but um, he really played within himself. Um, you know, I, I thought he, he just made the right plays. And, you know, obviously it was, it's good, good to have him back. It, it certainly changes our team. And you take a player like that off any team, it's going to impact you. And for us, the things that he gives, I think his kind of his spirit as well. Um, there's a, there's a competitive spirit that he has and you can feel it when he plays. And I, I think, you know, that's something that I think our guys also feed off of. Matthew calls AP. Besides his competitive spirit, what what does he bring to the offense? How does the offense change when Donovan's in there? Well, he, he's unique in that, you know, he's one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooters in the NBA. You, you know, the, the plays that, you know, that show up in the highlights are usually him going to the, going to the rim or dunking or doing something like that and just being spaced and, you know, knocking down a 24 foot three um, has a huge impact because it stretches the defense and it lets, you know, lets other guys have more room. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing that you felt when, when he has been out is certain situations in the game, you know, where somebody has got to go get a bucket and, you know, he, he, he's not, he relishes those moments. Um, and anytime you have a guy that's able to create um, in those situations, it's something um, that, that you come to rely on. I, I, you know, Mike, you know, is capable of doing the same thing. So um, but you miss that at various times, you know, it changes matchups, you know, when you have multiple guys on the floor that can make plays, um, you know, it, it allows you to kind of, you know, kind of, I won't say, I don't know the right way to say, you know, whoever's, whoever's either got the hot hand or has a matchup situation. Um, and those guys really play off each other. So um, you, you can't really underestimate. I mentioned it the other night when Don's out, all of a sudden, you know, Joe's having to play the point and Joe's a heck of a playmaker, but bringing the ball up, you know, 90 feet an entire game is, is not easy, especially against pressure. So having those multiple handlers out there, um, Donovan just takes pressure off a lot of other guys. 
you know, and then I think he really picks his spots when he can go, you know, create and score at, at, at really important times in the game. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. When Memphis really had kind of an efficient third quarter climbing back into the game, I think they shot 67% from the field in the period. And then it felt like Rudy kind of swung the momentum back early in the fourth with his uh, defensive presence. What did you see him do to kind of change the momentum of the game that way? Well, they they had more than an efficient third quarter that first six minutes. They, you know, they were terrific. And, you know, I think Ja and Dylan, they're – they're so they're so aggressive and so confident when they're attacking um, that if you if, if they see lanes to the basket, you know they're just gonna they're gonna you know drive those seams and and get on the rim. And I thought we we didn't do a good job in transition. And then sometimes when we did do a pretty good job, they made shots. Um, and maybe the biggest thing is that we fouled. You know, I just thought we fouled way too much. But you know, you can't say enough about. John Morant. I mean, it's he's a special player, and he can get where he, where he wants to on the floor, and um, he's really tough to defend. So you could feel that um, during that stretch of the game. I thought, you know, we weren't executing. You're, you're not going to be able to to stop all that, but we we weren't executing. Um, the way that we needed to. And I think Rudy made some adjustments individually where he was able to put himself in the play more and and be more impactful. And, you know, that's something that that he's always trying to feel. Um, But that, as you said, I thought, you know, we, our defense just improved, but I I thought we lost focus um, at the beginning of the third. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but they just came out and, you know, on a really high level and, and, you know, knocked us back. Frankly, I was, you know, I thought I was impressed with how we, we responded. I thought that was a really good thing, given the way that, you know, that that, that onslaught occurred. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, uh, speaking of job, what can you do about him to either try and get the ball out of his hands or just slow him down? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot of times people feel like you go double someone – and you know you've accomplished the goal and oftentimes that's that's the case um but it, it's hard to get it out of his hands even if you double team him out on the floor because he's you know he's so quick i i think you know we didn't we didn't shift enough to, he he just saw too much space and you know when he sees that you know, he's just he's going to attack those gaps and those seams. So um, there are some things that we tried to do a little differently as the game went on. I, I think to the extent that he's playing vertically, you know, you, you're in trouble. And, you know, it's hard not to have him you know, play vertically, but, you know, you have to try to string him out and make, a, make him play more horizontally because when he's downhill, you know, he's just attacking your big straight on and attacking their chest, and he's so athletic. Um, he's able to hang and finish or drop the ball off. And, you know, he gets in there and he's hanging up in the air for three or four seconds, kind of just picking and choosing what he wants to do. So um, keeping him out of the paint, you know, is is what you want. Um, but it's, you know, it's easier said than done. Uh, but there are some situations where, you know, we just have to be better. There's some things we can control or we can try to control. And then there's other situations that, you know, he makes plays. So, um, but again, I, I thought, 
there were a few times where we guarded him. You can't give him 20 free throws. I mean, that, that's a huge number. And I thought that had a, had a huge impact on the game. We, we, they were silly fouls a lot of times too. That's just reaching, you know, and, and not, not getting anything out of it, whether it was and one. So um, we'll keep trying to, to find ways to adjust to, to try to impact that. And, um, you know, we've got to do a lot of other things, right. Um, if he has a night like tonight, we have time for one last question. It will come from Tony Jones, the athletic. Coach piggybacking off of, of job. Do you think about, you know, maybe switching up pick and roll coverages, give them uh, different looks, maybe going under for a few possessions going over, uh, or maybe even trapping and blitzing. Yeah, you, you. I'm gonna have to get you the clips, Tony. We, we uh, yes, you know, we made some adjustments during the game. Frankly, and I thought they did help. You know, um, you know that that's no magic. You know, teams do that, and and you know, you 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 want to do that. I think the last game we played. Um, we, we were really poor defensively. Um, so part of it is, you know, let's see what we can do and how we can guard. And, and I think midway through that third quarter, we did try to do some things differently. Um, but there, there's some, also some, some basic things in our base coverages that, that we didn't execute. So, um, you know, whether it's going under, you go under, he flips the angle of the screen and he's downhill. Um, a couple of times we went under and he made a shot. So it's a little bit of a, you know, what do you react to and what do you not react to? And, you know, that that's a balance there. That's why I mentioned the fouls because, you know, if you go under and he makes a couple shots, you know, tip your hat, um, you go over and he gets in the lane. Um, you know, the, the things that hurt us is, you know, when he gets in there and you've played good defense and you foul him or he takes a shot and you miss and there's an offensive rebound. But, um, you know, the, the pick and roll schemes are the lifeblood of this league. And um, he certainly puts a lot of pressure on you to figure those things out. And it's something we look at and work hard on. And sometimes it looks better than others. There's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Let's now move on to the players. Let's hear from Rudy Gobert. We'll have uh, Eric Walden start first. Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, given the uh, the third quarter that the Grizzlies had, what was it that you were able to do to kind of, you know, decrease them from going off the way they did and kind of swing the momentum back in your guys' favor in the start of the fourth? I think we just try to stay locked in more than anything. You know, uh, they came out really aggressive. They came out making shots, uh, getting to the line. Pretty much everything was going well for them, so we – you know, the good thing is we kept attacking them, you know, right back at them. And uh, they scored a lot, but we scored, we scored a lot too. That's not the type of basketball that we want to do, that we want to play. But, uh, you know, we we just got to keep going. And I felt like in the fourth, we, we were able to get the starts we needed. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Rudy, what more can be done to guard John Morant and make things a little bit more difficult on him? I mean, he's a, you know, he's a very talented player, obviously. Uh, you know, he's very aggressive. He's great at also finding his teammates. So, you know, we know that, you know, every game is going to be a, you know, different adjustment that we're going to have to make. And, uh, you know, when, and trying to make his life a little more difficult. And tonight, you know, he, I don't know how many free, I think he shot about 20 free throws. So we got to do definitely got to do a better job on that. 
and uh, you know keep trying to make you know uh, his life difficult. Next up, we will have Ryan Miller, KSL. Uh, speaking of Jaw, could you just take us through that block that you had on him in the first half? I just try to, you know, do what I do, uh, protect the basket. Just, you know, just pretty much play off my instinct. And uh, you know, I know that he's very athletic. So if uh, if I'm late, you know, it's it's a little harder for me. So I gotta anticipate it and try to time it. And you know, and you know, if he makes it, if he, you know, I just gotta be there and uh, try to make his life difficult. Corey Harrison, out of bounds. Hey, Rudy, how you doing, man? Good, how are you? Doing great, man. So during the time when the, the the offense became a little stagnant and they got back into the game, how were you able to pull away and ultimately get this win and tie the series up? I think we, you know, we got a little distracted at some point in the game. You know, we kind of lost our aggressiveness. Uh, the ball kind of stopped moving a little bit, and we know we we can fit it. You know, everybody can fit it. We know that when the ball stops moving, you know, they're about to to get stops and they're about to get transition too. And uh, you know, that's the two things that that's the things that we don't want to don't want to give them. You know, so we keep moving the ball, stay connected keep playing through the physicality and uh, getting good shots. And then we can set our defense and it's a, it's a totally different game. And uh, and the same thing with offensive rebounds. You know, when we're about to get those rebounds, it's a totally different game. You know, they, they have a lot of physical guys that like to crash the balls. And when we're about to get them out of there, you know, it's uh, they have to run back and guard us in transition. And it's, uh, it's a different story. Sam Farnsworth, KSL TV. Hey, Rudy, uh, Donovan was very expressive after some of his buckets. You could tell that he was just excited to be back on the floor, had that energy. Uh, Coach Snyder called it a competitive spirit. How much does the energy of one player affect the entire team? I mean, it's been, it's been more than a month, you know, so I think he was really antsy to, to get back out there and, uh, you know, and we missed him. So uh, it was great, you know, getting his energy, his, uh, you know, his, his positivity, all that, you know, his aggressiveness and obviously his talent, you know, he was definitely, uh, you know, a, a good time to have him back. And tonight, you know, he, did, uh, he definitely, you know, uh, did a great job. I, I felt like, I didn't feel like he was out. You know, I felt like, you know, it was, he had the kind of game that, you know, uh, that wasn't the first game back after months. So it just shows that, you know, he's been, he's been working, you know, he's been putting the work and, uh, and uh, he's been ready for that moment. Tim McMahon, ESPN.com. Uh, Rudy, after that block you had on jaw, he said something like, I'll be back. <laughs> How much do you enjoy that challenge of a guy who is that good, that athletic, and, and that aggressive? I mean, that's that's what it's about. You know, you can't – sometimes I'm going to get dunked, dunked on and sometimes I'm going to get the block. I'm not going to stop coming and try to do what I do, you know, and it's the same for him. You know, uh, you know hopefully he doesn't stop coming and I'm still going to be there every time. So it's uh you know that's that's just a competitive spirit and I know I know Ja has that you know but I have that too so you know it's 
it's what it's about. There's Rudy Gobert, 21 points, 13 boards, four blocks, three assists, a heck of a night from Rudy. Let's now uh, check in with Donovan Mitchell. All right, we'll go ahead and start with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Don, congrats uh, on the W tonight. And your uh, first night back in five weeks, your first shot, you make a three. First of all, how did that feel? And how are you feeling after tonight? Um, I feel good. You know, I've, I've put myself in, you know, kind of treacherous situations to come back and be ready for, you know, playoff intensity and, you know, felt better than I anticipated. And, you know, just as a whole, I think the biggest thing is the team. We just did a lot of good things tonight. You know, I think, um, Mike had 15 assists tonight. Like the man, 20 and 15, Rudy had 21 and 13. Like we did a lot of really good things. So it made my job, you know, easier. I didn't have to come in and just do everything. Like, you know, I was able to just kind of find my spots and attack and just, and, and kind of just do what I do. And my teammates made it really easy for me. Tony Jones, the athletic. Uh, Donovan, can you take us through, um, that sequence where you was uh, where you were talking to Dylan after that that uh, four point play and you know just how important was it for you guys to come out and match that physicality and match uh, that energy uh, that that Memphis you know frankly gave you guys in game one. Yeah, um, you know that's the basketball I think we all love. You know, I mean Tony, you know, growing up in, in New York, I playing basketball. You know in the city that's just that's every day you know so you know it's gonna be a lot of talk and a lot of stuff and you know you just kind of go out there and just be aggressive um just try to go out there and attack and you know he, he got the foul and you know it is what it is but you gotta expect the same energy when we come out in game three uh, you gotta be ready for it and you know the biggest thing for us is just kind of like you said you know they had an intensity level in game one that we really didn't match and I feel like we did it from start to finish, except for a little bit in the third quarter. You know, we kind of let up a little bit. Um, and that's going to be on us to adjust and, and understand that we can't let that happen. Um, and like I said, they're going to be they're gonna be wired and, and geeked up for game three. We just got to be able, like I said, to continue to play this way. Because when we play this way, outside of the few mistakes we made in the third to kind of let them come back, you know, we're tough to beat. You know, and I think we, we showed that tonight. Um, and guys doing many different things. And like we all stepped up, but we got to continuously do it. It's just one game. Uh, we could have won by 50. We could have won by one but it's one game. You know, it's a tie series. We got to go out there and take care of business. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Don, early in the fourth, you, know, you took that free throw and then you checked out and went back to the locker room. It looked like you were maybe uh, trying to work that ankle and keep it warm. Uh, did you uh, hit it, did it, sting it a little bit? Uh, what was going on there? Um, just trying to keep it warm. You know, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. I haven't, like you said, I haven't, like we said, I haven't played in five weeks. Uh, so all my stuff that I've been doing, your ankles warm. You know, every workout is always a time where you're warm. There's never a time where you're sitting and then coming back in. So uh, it wasn't anything bad. You know, it wasn't anything to be weary of. I feel good. Um, you'll see how tomorrow goes. But I think the biggest thing is just trying to make sure I'm, you know, there for my teammates and making sure my body's right. You know, and I think um, I understand it may. I go to the back all the time. Um I think now just all of our games are on national TV, so they caught it. But, like, I go to the back just to sit there and breathe uh, sometimes. So it's not even about just the ankle. Um, So just know that going forward. All right, Matthew Coles, AP. Knowing that you weren't going to play 40 minutes tonight, how difficult was it for you to just stay within yourself and not try to do too much? 
Um, I think that just goes with me just having trust in my teammates. You know, I think the biggest thing is understanding that I'm not going to go out there and, like you said, play 40. You know, I may not go out there and have 40, but it's not staying within myself, whether it's scoring. Uh, tonight it was scoring. You know, I didn't have any assists, which is killing me right now. I'm, I'm really not happy about that, but, you know, we got the win. Um, but just trying to find ways to impact the game. You know, sometimes it's just standing on the wing, you know, finding ways to impact the game and getting the steal late, you know, getting the charge, like any way I can impact the game in my minutes, um, I think is the biggest thing for me. Um, and like I said, when you have teammates like the ones I have, man, it's, it makes it so much easier for myself to go out there and just say, all right, these guys got it. You know, I'm not going to go out there and say, like, you know, what I mean, kind of overrule anything. I'm going to go with the flow and continue to, to put my imprint on the game and uh, as much as I can. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, Quinn said that, you know, when a guy in your situation who hasn't played in a while comes back, there's kind of a tendency to go out there and want to put their stamp on the game from the outset. Mm -hmm. You had 12 first quarter points, but he said he felt like you were really kind of playing within yourself and letting the game come to you. How difficult was it to not try to be, you know, overly aggressive and, and kind of just go all out in those early minutes? Um, it really started with me before the game, you know, I'm a competitor. I know myself. You know, there are times where I got sped up. I, ha I had a moment, you know, where I think I ran into Royce and turned it over. Um, but understanding that you're just talking to yourself. I've never been in this position before. Um, so this is uncharted territory. So I had to find a way to just relax myself. You know, it's easy to go out there and try and hit a home run to start the game, but the game's not won in the first five minutes. You know what I mean? That was my biggest thing. And like I said, when I have the teammates I have, I trust them, you know, being able to get off the ball and being able to trust that they'll find me, I'll find them and they'll make the right place. You know, that's makes my life so much easier. Um, and understanding that. So um, that was really my mindset, you know, not coming out there trying to do too much because you run a high off adrenaline <laughs> the first quarter and then you got none less for the rest of the game. And understanding it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, we're just focused on game by game and quarter by quarter and possession by possession. Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Donovan, a lot of guys, when they come back from injury, talk about the fear of kind of re-hurting the ankle or, or knee or whatever it is. Did you have that with your ankle today? Was there some concern about it? Just, you know, the mental aspect? Yeah, there's there's definitely that. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. There's definitely a, a thought. You know, you've never been, you haven't been in this position in five weeks um, and just kind of going out there and it's all, everything you've been doing has been controlled. You know, it's been controlled uh, throughout the workout. So to kind of go out there in the middle of the playoffs and then go out there and and try and compete. I think there's definitely a bit of nerves. And that's probably where a lot of the nerves came from outside of that. It's just basketball, you know, but understanding that jumping off the foot, you know, the way I, uh, the first, for the first time that hard in five weeks, you know, landing, cutting, like those, those are the things that you definitely think about. But, you know, once you get through the first like two, it's like, all right, I'm good. You know, you trusted and that was fine. Sam Farnsworth, KSL TV. Uh, Donovan, obviously, um, you know, Dylan Brooks scored a lot of points in, or well, 23 in 28 minutes. But mm -hmm. of the reason why he was limited in his minutes was uh, foul trouble early, and you were able to draw him into some of those uh, fouls offensively when you are attacking. Is that how often are you looking for contact to draw that contact and maybe create some of those problems for? Um, you know, it's not even just with him. I think that's just the part of my game that I've tried to elevate. You know, to get into the free throw line more. Um, the guy gave him his props. I mean, he's a hell of a he, oh, excuse me. He's a hell of a defender. Uh, like he's 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 really good. So you're trying to find ways to kind of get around that. You know, it's it's a game plan. It, people game plan for me. Game plan for him. It's, it's how it works. Game plan for Jal. There's always ways to kind of go about it. You know, tonight he was able to get in foul trouble early, which kind of freed things up. 
may not be the way next may not be the way the next game, but you know, just trying to find a way to game plan, you know, players like him who were who were really good on that end. And, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, he had what, twenty three and, and twenty eight minutes, you know, he still went out there in hoops, but understanding that just trying to manipulate the game in any way possible, whether it's him, it's it's Bain, it's Ja, it's Kyle, like whatever. Um, that's just pretty much the mindset of the playoffs. I'm just trying to find ways to manipulate the game. Nick Friedel, ESPN. Donovan, you knew you weren't going to play heavy minutes tonight, but you were at 26. Are you expecting that number to grow uh, substantially going into game three now? Um, honestly, it's really kind of play by ear and kind of feel. Um, I, won't, I won't come out and say, yeah, I expect to play 35. I, I don't know. You know, I think the biggest thing is, like I said, how the game goes, how I'm feeling, you know, and trusting my body. Like I said, it's not a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And understanding that you got to trust the, the process in that sense, you know, understanding that you can't go out there and just try to go full bore. You know, that's how things happen. You know I mean? Understanding you got to ease your way into things. And tonight was a good start, but, you know, it's 1-1. We got to continue to build upon that. And that's where my head is at. All right, we have time for one more. Tim McMahon, ESPN. Donovan, as a dude who's had some uh, obviously really big games at a young age in the playoffs, what, what do you think of uh, what you've seen from Josh so far this series? Um, honestly, it's not surprising. Um, he's he's a gamer. Like he goes out there and goes out there and competes. Um, he called when called upon. He's out there doing what he needs to do. Like last night or. Last game, it was kind of Dylan kind of going off early, and then he found his way in the fourth uh, to start attacking, you know, to be able to, like I said, manipulate the game in that sense. Uh, tonight, you know, he was aggressive from the jump, you know, so kind of feeling that game out, you know, at a young age, you know, for him to be able to have that uh, is definitely special. Um, and I think that's something that I respect about him and about his game, and he doesn't quit. You know, he embraces being down 20. I think he likes likes that more than uh, anything else. You know what I mean? I think that's something I respect because it's just a competitive nature about him that, I, that is uh, definitely uh, something that worth noting. Um, I think he had, what, 47 tonight. And, you know, he's got to find a way to make adjustments and make it tougher on him. But, you know, when you have a guy that can, that can, that can go like that, it's definitely impressive, especially at how old he is, 21, 22. And, you know, he's going to get better and better. There's Donovan Mitchell in his return. 25 points on 8 of 19 shooting. Led the Jazz in scoring in his return. Let's wrap up the player sound with Mike Conley. Uh, Sarah Todd Desert News will be up first. Mike, how much different is it when Donovan is out there? I mean, not just for the impact that he has on the whole team, but sort of that trickle-down effect that he has when you guys start staggering the lineups? Well, yeah, obviously he's a, a tremendous weapon for our team. Um similar to how you know how Rudy is when he rolls and just draws so much attention um before a defense he's the same way uh with him and with just him with the ball or him without the ball just how much people gravitate towards him and, and lanes open up for other players on our team and um if he's got it going it's it's, it's really tough on teams obviously offensively so um he's just you know just having him around seeing him smile seeing him you know just leading like he always has just does so much for for all the guys on the team Well, Mike, congrats on the win. First and foremost, uh, I know this is proving to be a tough series. What is it going to take to win this series? Well, I think um, for us, just, you know, we can't give up 30 points and, you know, six minutes, you know, those kind of runs that Memphis is capable of going on. Um, They had that kind of run start the half. 
uh, in the third quarter. And, um, you know, if we can just continue to, you know, stay, stay locked in defensively and, 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 you know, limit those, those runs, I think we give ourselves a chance to be um, a team that can come out with this series and, and um, you know, just the consistency aspect of it is going to be huge. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, so speaking of that run, what was it that, that kind of changed for you guys defensively? You know, you mentioned the need to stay locked in. What were you guys not doing during that stretch? And, and what did you, I guess, did you start doing again at the beginning of the fourth that swung the momentum again? Uh, you know, well, obviously, you know, job job played unbelievable. Um, starting that third quarter, he, you know, we had been going under the screens, uh, you know, kind of most of the game. And he stopped and hit, you know, finally shot the three and made it. And we turned it over and they came down to score and they started getting out in transition and getting, you know, more of a, a comfortable um Get into get into an uncom- a comfort zone that they're they used to being in and accustomed to being in, where they're getting out getting out and playing fast and um, playing free. So um, I think when we can we can get stops, we know we can get down to the other end and, and create some on the offensive end. So um, you know, third quarters can't happen like that against a team like Memphis, who who's so good at um, taking advantage of every mistake. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, your, your guys' uh, pick-and-roll offense was really good tonight. And obviously, you had 15 assists. What were you seeing in terms of the coverages that they were running and then, you know, kind of how much success – how were you so successful on that play? Well, really, they, they threw a lot of different coverages. Um, you know, obviously, they've the big's been back a little bit. A couple times they blitzed and, you know, trapped the ball handler. Um, sometimes they were just up a little bit higher and um, – in each read, we just, you know, we went over so many times as a team. Um, if me, Rudy, Fave, Don, I mean, all of us have just kind of locked in our mind of, you know, what we're going to see and uh, how we're going to execute in those times. And we just did a really good job of executing all, all five guys on the court uh, in those moments in the pick and roll. All right. Last question. Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Mike, you played all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. How, how's the hamstring holding up and, and did, you know, having the week off help that? Um, it's, it's holding up fine. It's holding up fine. I think having the week off helped a lot um, and, and getting a little bit more time to recover. Obviously, it, you know, we're back to playing games again. So eight days off, kind of you get a little rusty from the basketball standpoint. But I'm glad we we're able to, to, you know, get these two games out the way. And um, the hammies held up well. And um, hopefully, you know, I don't want to have to play 12 minutes in the fourth, but I'm, I know I'm capable of doing it. And, uh, you know, just continue to – Continue to, you know, rehab and um, get ready for game three. There's Mike Conley, 20 points, 15 assists for Mike. He was 8 of 16, shooting 3 of 5 from 3. Just a spectacular game, but Mike talked about it. They need to be better on defense, particularly in the third uh, third quarter where the Grizzlies scored on 15 consecutive possessions. But the Jazz win 141-129, to 129, evening the series at one game apiece. Next broadcast coming your way Saturday night for game number three. That'll tip off at 7.30. Pre-game begins at 6.30. 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. There's the best of the Jazz postgame show. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.